Hello, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Anna Dufresne, and today we're going to be talking about the film Persepolis. Persepolis is an inspiring coming-of-age picture directed by Vincent Perrinod and Marjane Satrapi, who is the author of the graphic novel the movie was based off of. It is an animated, black-and-white feature that sporadically includes color. It revolves around Marjane Margie Satrapi and follows her life as she grows up during the Iranian Revolution. The setting is 1970s Iran, and Margie watches the hated Shah be dethroned in the Iranian Revolution of 1979 and the instatement of the more oppressive Islamic regime that follows it. She refuses to stay silent about her dislike of the tyranny that now controls her country, so her family sends her to Vienna for a better life and to keep her safe. There, she struggles with her identity and her culture. Once Margie returns home, she finds much has changed and struggles to assert herself, so she leaves her friends. This is the point of Margie's story where the film ends. Today, I'm going to be examining how Persepolis challenges the myths and misconceptions about women and Islam. Within the first two minutes of the film, one of the most common stereotypes about failing is shown. Margie is adjusting her headscarf in the airport bathroom before she returns to Iran. A white woman is standing next to her, applying makeup. The woman gives Margie a judging look as she leaves. This scene gives a, a stark contrast between the two women. This white woman can't believe that Margie is putting on a veil, and she gives her an appraising look for outwardly portraying her religion, even if it is not Margie's choice. This woman would give any Muslim woman with the headscarf the same look. She cannot believe that these women are choosing to hide their hair for their religion or for their own beliefs, but rather that they must be forced into it. The idea of choosing to veil was also included in the film, as before the Iranian Revolution, almost none of the women included in the film wore a veil. However, after it was mandated, they all had to cover their hair in some way. Nonetheless, this mandate was protested by the women. They would wear their veils halfway on their heads so that some of their hair was showing. Even though they were disciplined by those in power, they continued to incorrectly wear their veil as a way to show that it was their choice on how they wanted to look. Another misconception that this film battles is that wives are confined to their households and their husbands control everything. Leading up to the Iranian Revolution, Margie's parents frequently go out to protest. Margie's mother is always there with her father, and they often get into plights and end up almost being arrested. However, Margie's father never forbids her mother from going. Another misconception this film includes is that women must save themselves for their future husband. They must be virgins before they're married. Around 54 minutes into the film, Margie is talking to two girls from her past, and they ask if she's ever slept with a man. She says yes, and they ask her how it is, and she says it depends on the guy. They are shocked to hear that she has slept with more than one person. After this conversation, she is not mocked or ridiculed or shunned or punished. They just move right on to the next conversation, as if it is something ordinary 
something that everyone does, which is true. Margie is just like any other woman. She sleeps with other people, she sleeps with multiple men, and her religion does not forbid her from doing that, despite what the myths say about Islam. Another myth contradicted in this film is that in Islam, women are forbidden from being educated. Originally, when Margie's parents send her to Vienna, it is for a better education and to keep her safe. In Vienna, she goes to school and she learns and she's very smart. And upon returning to Iran, she actually goes to university. There are a lot of other women with her in class and her being a woman in education never plays a role in the film. It is never a conflict or something that is directly related to her being a woman. There are conflicts within her school, but none of it is because she is a woman in a majority Muslim country. One of the biggest misconceptions that this film tackles is freedom of speech. Now, in Iran during this time, people didn't have freedom of speech or the right to speak up against the government for fear of being imprisoned. However, towards the end of the film, Margie realizes who she is and becomes more comfortable with her identity and her culture and she speaks up against the oppression that she as a woman faces in Iran. For example, one time she's running to class because she's late and two men stop her and they say that she can't run because her rear end jiggles and it's immodest. So she yells at them, well then stop staring at my butt and she runs off. The men are kind of shocked and they just look at each other. This is an example of a Muslim woman standing up for herself and the oppression that she faces. And it's something that isn't really talked about when talking about the myths of women and Islam. People assume that these women are very timid and modest and afraid of their husbands and just very quiet. And this film kind of reverses the stereotype because Margie has a lot of opinions and she has a lot of thoughts and she isn't afraid to speak her mind, especially in moments like this. This is again shown at her university when the uh, school is trying to implement longer headscarves. A representative talks to the school body and he talks about how the present government was formed on the or from the blood of martyrs and how to not follow these rules would be to disrespect their sacrifice and so he asks and i quote all the women present here today to refrain from wearing wide leg pants and makeup to begin wearing longer headscarves that cover their hair entirely and he says if there are no questions assuming that nobody's going to speak up but margie does and she says you say that our veils are too short, that our pants are indecent, that we wear makeup, etc., etc., dot, dot, dot. You also criticize us for wearing wide leg pants, even though they hide our curves effectively. But knowing these pants are in style right now, I pose the question, is religion concerned with protecting our modesty, or is it just opposed to fashion? Your criticism is, your criticism is always directed at women, but what about our brothers? They're allowed to dress as they please. Sometimes they wear clothing so tight you can see their underwear. 
I just don't understand why, as a woman, you don't think I'd be affected by the sight of men in skin-tight pants, yet you're worried they'll get turned on by a few less inches of veil. She criticizes misogyny and the government all in one speech, and there are no consequences for her. There's nothing that happens to her after she says that. She just empowers herself and the other women in the room. And it's something that people usually don't associate with Islam, but this movie kind of contradicts that. Well, this is all the time we have for today. I hope you enjoyed this breakdown of how Persepolis challenged the myths and misconceptions about women and Islam. I highly recommend this film to anyone. And all of you should watch it. Thank you.